Welcome to the Dr. Katie Show. Free career advice for the people, because everybody deserves a better work experience. Call in to receive free career advice from Dr. Katie Revere, an experienced career coach and organizational psychologist. Dr. Katie has nearly 20 years of corporate business experience across various industries and divisions. She works with individuals, executives, and teams to create innovative, human-centered solutions to improve the workplace experience. Now here's Dr. Katie. Good afternoon. Welcome everyone to the Dr. Katie Show. I'm Dr. Katie Rovier, and I am so excited to be on the air with you all today. We are all about talking uh, about and bringing a conversation for a better work experience to the air to you all because everybody deserves a better work experience. Whether you're in a job that you love and everything's going wonderful or whether you are in a job that is crummy and your wishing was different, uh, this, I think, show is a great place to pick up tidbits that can help you stay at the top of your game or pick your game up and have a better experience. So I appreciate you all listening in today. We have an exciting guest today, Eric. Excellent. <laughs> I always love when we have an exciting guest. Yes. And this is a woman who uh, has been an, a source of inspiration for me for about five years now. She's my dentist, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel very lucky to have a good relationship with my dentist. I haven't always have a have had I haven't always had a ton of respect for my dentists over the years, but <laughs> I mean, I hear that it's hard being a dentist. I don't know, Eric, what about you? Do you like going to the dentist? Do you like your dentist? I do like my dentist. He's he's very oh. nice. Uh, the the one quibble I have is that he likes to talk to me when he's, you know, doing work in my mouth and <laughs> uh, pauses for the response and stuff, even though I can't really respond with, a, you know, a scraper tool, <laughs> you know, getting right. tartar and stuff. So, you know, that's my one quibble. But, you know, that's a pretty small quibble if, yeah. uh, if your dentist treats you well. It uh, is. And you should stick with them. Yeah, I find that it's probably an uh, an inside joke prank that dentists and chairside assistants and all the folks that work in our mouths. I feel like it's like an inside joke to ask us questions about ourselves while they're in our mouths. I feel like it's like a, a prank. Like they may have like a secret camera or something just giggling in the background. <laughs> well, also <laughs> they're probably good at understanding blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us can't. Slurred speech. Yeah. I can interpret slurred slurred speech. Yeah. That's, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I I really this woman today. Um, I'll introduce her in just a second. Um, but I I swear she has been a source of inspiration for me for a long time. And I took a different approach to choosing a dentist. And I know this might sound a little bit like a squirrel moment um, in terms of the content that's normally on my show. But the reason why I have her on the show is because her 
work experience um, since I've known her has really transformed. And she is someone who has taken control of her work experience to demand a better work experience for her career and to live by her values and her ethics. And I think her story is going to be incredibly inspirational for all the listeners out there today. Um, And my approach to finding her when I was, I had been working with a dentist about five years ago who kind of hacked my mouth a bit and it was really disappointing and it, you know, that was just a bummer. So I found a new dental practice and that my dad had been going to for a long time. And I, he said, Oh, you know, they've got all kinds of different dentists there. I said, okay, well I called the office and I said, I want to have, I want a new dentist. I want to work with the youngest female dentist that you have. Who is that? And they said, her name is Dr. Tran Hong. And I said, great, book me an appointment with her. And I have loved her ever since. Um, She has such uh, an intoxicating energy and so warm. And I have never met a dentist with a bigger heart. And with that, I just want to say welcome to the Dr. Katie show, Dr. Hong. Hi, thanks for having me today. (laughs) You're so welcome. I know that you're nervous. I'm really nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to call that out right away so that it doesn't prevent you from being truly authentic and yourself, because I think people are going to really enjoy getting to know you today. Oh, thanks. I'm not really one to speak about myself. So this is really uncharted, uncharted territory for me. Yeah. And, and I, that is just uh, a tribute to how generous you are uh, to being a guest on the Dr. Katie show today. I know that it's an unusual uh, place for dentists to probably spend their time, but I think, and I hope that you agree that there are, there are parts of your story that I think are going to be very useful for people to hear about. um, And I think you all be very inspired by her. Why, thank you. (laughs) So, um, with that, uh, it would be great to just jump right in. Um, I would love for you to start with telling our audience, who are you? Well, hello. Um, so my name is Tran and, um, I recently opened up a small little prosthodontic and general dentistry private practice in the city of Pleasant Hill, which is in Northern California, right? Yeah. Northern California. Um, but aside from being a prosthodontist, um, I'm also a mother of two wonderful little kids who are two and four and my little shelter dog who, um, is seven and has Addison's disease, um, but is a joy. (laughs) Um, you got a full plate. What's that? You have a full plate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as my background, um, So I'm first generation. My parents came over here during the Vietnam War and they stayed in the refugee camps down in Southern California. And so that's where I was born and raised. Um, So after college, I got my doctorate at UCLA and then I completed a three-year residency in advanced prosthodontics also at UCLA. Hmm. And what's that? Well, I was going to say, what is prosthodontics? Because I actually don't think I know what that is. Good question. So prosthodontics is a field within dentistry. It's a specialty in dentistry that focuses on treatment planning and making prosthetics. So if you're missing Uh, an arm or a foot, you would get a prosthetic arm or a prosthetic foot. uh, If you were born with missing teeth or you had a car accident 
or cancer or something, and you had to fabricate an oral prosthesis, you know, you, that's what we do. So that's what okay. we're doing. Oh, interesting. So that's a specialty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's a sub- yeah, it's, it's, it's not very well known. Um, and it's a really small specialty. So I think everybody knows about orthodontics or braces, you know, mm-hmm. or endodontics, which is root canals, but prosthodontics is really, really a small field. For instance, at UCLA, they only accept two students a year. So, and it's a three-year program. So every year they only graduate two people and there are very few programs, um, wow. in, even in the United States. So yeah, it's not very well known, um, but you basically do general dentistry and you do more advanced general dentistry. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's what I do. Um, so I came up to NorCal because at the end of my residency, I was offered a job at UCSF as a clinical professor. And it was always a dream of mine to teach and give back. Um, and UCSF is just a wonderful teaching institution. Um, and so that's why I moved up to NorCal to fulfill that dream. To teach dentistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you really passionate about? Well, truly at the heart of it, I'm really passionate about um, education and access to education. And I think it's because it's personal for me. Um, I grew up in not such a great part of Southern California and um, had some challenges. A lot of children of immigrant families only speak in their native tongue. Um, so my sister and I, we learned about American culture from TV shows like I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was like something connect, like relationship connects um, on TV. And we took English as a second language when we went to elementary school. Um, so even though my elementary school wasn't the best in any regards at all, <laughs> I really had so many incredible and dedicated teachers who believed in me and they really facilitated an environment that encouraged learning and exploration. And even though I wasn't like, you know, the top student, you know, I couldn't even speak English. It was, I felt so safe to try new things. And today I see so many kids with all these amazing opportunities just handed to them. And I don't know if they realize that, but on the other hand, there are so many kids who don't have that type of support and who, whose parents also need help navigating the educational system so that they are set up for success. And I really wanna be a part of that because mm-hmm. I know what it was like. Like most parents and most kids today, they know about college admissions and SATs and how to apply and things like that. But my sister and I, no idea. We had to find those answers out, but it wasn't, we didn't do it by ourselves, right? We leaned into our support system. We leaned into our friends and our mentors and all of these people helped us to ask the right questions. And so I really feel like today, it's my own mission and my responsibility to give back because I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be where I am today if somebody didn't believe in me and somebody didn't help me. So it's really personal to me, um, having access to public education. Mm -hmm. And opportunities. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, I can relate to that entirely. I mean, education was not something that was highly promoted, uh, when I was growing up in my household. I mean, I'm the, my grandmother went to college, but my, neither of my parents completed college and I had no idea what the SATs were. So I definitely know what it's like to, to be exploring that without a lot of, uh, guidance from the home. But the part that is really, um, stood out to me was how you leaned into mentors and friends and fam and, um, you know, I'm sure the parents of your friends were also pretty influential Mm -hmm. and that I'm sure taught you so much about leadership. And that is one thing that, um, I pick up from you when I'm in your presence is just this natural ability to lead and, On that note, I think we should head out for a quick break and come back and learn more about um, what it's like to lead in dentistry and how you bring your passion for education into that experience. So we'll be right back. We're going to head to our first break. Everybody stay tuned for more of the Dr. Katie Show, free career advice for the people. If you'd like to ask a question today, we'd love to hear from you. We're at 425-373-5527 or toll-free, 888-298-5569. You can email drkatie at drkatie at betterworkexperience.com. Stay tuned. Having a crappy work experience... The complexity of the work environment can undermine your efforts and create a crappy work experience for you and your team. Develop a thoughtful approach to managing the complexity so you could be a better leader. Book a private coaching session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots for a better work experience. Act now because everyone deserves a better work experience. Visit betterworkexperience.com to book a private session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots through a transformative coaching experience. Listen to live career advice on The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Looking for a new job? Want to work for a company that is fun and supportive? Feel like you've been settling all these years? Tune into The Dr. Katie Show, talk radio for a better work experience, Thursdays at noon. On the show, you will learn about open jobs at some great companies and get all the career advice you need. Thursdays at noon. Learn more at BetterWorkExperience.com. That's BetterWorkExperience.com. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Dr. Katie Show. We are taking calls today at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 888-298-5569. Email drkatie at drkatie at betterworkexperience.com. Now back to Dr. Katie. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We are talking to uh, my dentist today. (laughs) 
Uh, she's an amazing woman who has had an awesome career journey to a better work experience and is a terrific example to all of us on how to lead with our values and lead um, towards a, a, a better a better future in our work experience. And so, Dr. Tran Hong, thanks again for being here. Let's jump right back in. And of course, uh, Siri is butting in again. Let me just uh, tell her to be quiet. This is the second time this has happened. Anyway, uh, so Dr. Hong. Yeah. Tell us, how did you find your passion for sharing education and uh, wanting to be an educator and mentor to those in need? How did you touch that passion? How did you, when was, where was that aha moment for you? Um, I wouldn't say it was super straightforward. Um, I think on a personal level, um, I worked at, uh, human options, which is a shelter for abused women and children down in Southern California for many, many years, um, countless hours. And I have to say of all the work that I've done, this was the most inspirational and eye-opening experience, um, of my career. It's unlike anything else to witness a mother's strength and resiliency to love and protect her children. Um, And as a young mother now, as a new mother, I think you could understand that even more now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just every single person had a story to tell and it was different. And I was completely captivated. not just their experiences, but their, it's their willingness to change and to find something new and to try something different because something didn't work. You know, it, they wouldn't let it bring them down. Um, and I just really felt compelled to do something within my capacity to help. Um, it was things that I witnessed. It was the women weren't just, they weren't just mentally abused. They'd also suffered some physical challenges as well. And one of the things I heard for the mothers exiting um, the shelter was that a lot of them were really self-conscious about their smile and their Mm -hmm. teeth. Mm -hmm. And this could have been from anything, Um, could have been from neglect, could have been from disease. It could have been from trauma. Um, And I really felt that if you're self-conscious about your smile and the way you smile and the way you talk, it's really difficult for you to re-enter the workforce or a job interview to go Mm -hmm. on a date, to meet, you know, to be part of your community. Yes, exactly. To carry yourself well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really opened my eyes and I felt like it was a way for me to serve because I looked, okay, when you see an issue, you think, how can I help? It has to be within a, in your capacity, something that you're good at. Um, and I really enjoyed creative crafts projects. Um, and I knew I had an aptitude for sciences. Um, so, you know, when I was in college, I was still volunteering at the shelter, um, but my major was in biochemistry and molecular biology. But after, you know, years and years of volunteering at Human Options, I actually picked up a minor in women's studies Mm. and 
this education in humanities really helped me bridge my understanding of sciences and the constructs of gender and sexuality. Um, and I really, it really informed me about what I wanted to do with my life. And it gave me the skills and the critical thinking skills to pursue a career that I felt that I could give back. Um, and it just so happened that, you know, I entered dentistry because again, it was a really good combination of working with your hands and, you know, um, and, uh, and the sciences. And then as I progressed through dentistry, prosthodontics was something that was introduced to us during our general dentistry training. And prosthodontics, like I said, is, it's a lot of hands-on lab work, a lot of critical and creative thinking skills because people who are born with some missing teeth or who've had trauma, it's not your regular bread and butter crown and bridge work. You know what I mean? You really have to look at it comprehensively and think about what will work with this person's lifestyle, you know, what will function for them. And um, so I applied to prosthodontics and I got in and it's just been an amazing way for me to use creative thinking um, skills and serving others. I love that you just said the creative part, because that is exactly what I was thinking about. You're, you're basically using your right and your left brain when you're working with, with patients, like who need yeah. that reconstructive kind of work. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I feel. And that sounds fun. It's super fun. <laughs> yeah. Like I think it is such a beautiful thing when someone can take their career and, uh, they can, or the, um, the creation of one's career path, I feel like is most fun and the best experience when you have an opportunity or when one has an opportunity to align, like the, there's like three things I haven't figured it out yet, but maybe as I continue to do the show and I talk to more and more people about their work experience, I'll be able to distill it down. But what it really feels like is is when there's like this mashup, it's like three things that have been um, areas that you've played in. And then for you, it's, you know, a natural strength in the sciences, a passion to work with women and help others and educate them and melding that with, boom, you're a dentist. You're going to be helping people <laughs> in need. I mean, it's such a beautiful, like little triangle of support there. It's like a tripod of support. I love it. <laughs> it does feel really amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's lovely. So tell us a little bit about where, what were some of your major milestones along your path to pursuing this passion? And I also curious is what challenges you've faced on your journey? Um, well, I think Number one, like I said, I was nervous. I'm pretty introverted. I personally have a lot of social anxiety when I go outside. Um, and it's, I'm conflicted because I also feel like I should stand up for myself, you know, like I, mm -hmm. so it's, so that part of me is difficult rectifying like what I am naturally versus how I feel like I should be presented to society. Mm -hmm. um, certainly I'm not what, I think people would expect me to be. I'm super petite. I'm not even five feet tall. I'm female. I work in a field that's 
predominantly has white males in it. Um, I've had bosses in my career who have tried to stand on my shoulders, who try to intimidate me or bully me or spread untruths about me. Um, so I know it's because they see me as their subordinate in some way, and they expect me to follow a script that they wrote, but I'm not one to do that. So I think it makes it difficult for people because they have certain expectations of me and I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I just refuse to be pigeonholed, you know? Mm. So it's difficult because I know I'm autonomous. And as far as dentistry goes, I know I have a better education and more education than a general dentist does. So when I don't follow other people's scripts, I think I become a threat to their security because people are not familiar with it. So they don't know how to deal with it. So finding my own voice, you know, carving my own path that isn't necessarily what other people expect, standing up for, for myself while being really introverted is really, really challenging for me. Mm -hmm. But it's also really rewarding, you know, because mm -hmm. things don't come easily. You know, it wasn't like I was given anything. So all of these things I failed at and learned from and worked on, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I just want to just take a step back um, and just touch on um, touch on what you were just talking about. You know, I just it's shocking and and heartbreaking to hear that somebody at your level of education in a field, in a community of others who are highly educated would still experience such mistreatment. Um, and I just, um, I mean, I just, I don't know. It kind of take my breath away a little bit, you know, spreading untruths about you or seeing you as an, as a subordinate in some way, it's just, it's challenging. It's challenging. And so I think what that sounds like you've had to do is like force yourself to be more extroverted and to stick up for yourself more than you naturally felt that you, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't say I've perfected it in any way. Um, but you know, it's a learning and growing experience for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for those who are listening, who might be a dentist or might be someone who is in a predominantly male industry or profession, what's something that you can say to help them understand, um, how their actions are perceived and maybe can we give them some advice that would help um, ease the ex experience that they bring to work with their counter their female counterparts? I think a lot of it has to do with respect and keeping things professional. Um, personally, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I felt like when I got pregnant, I never wanted to talk about it. I never wanted to share anything. I literally was like eight months pregnant and didn't say a single thing about it. Mm 
mm-hmm. because I felt like I was being judged by it. And I didn't, I'm proud of my female identity, but I didn't want it to hold me back either mm-hmm. because I felt like the moment people would talk about me being pregnant, they were like, oh, she's going to become a stay-at-home mom. She's you know not going to do this and this and this. And I just really felt like I had to fight against those assumptions from other people, mm-hmm. yep. whether or not those were perceived Mm-hmm. you know, just from my end, because I could also be hyper aware of it, you mm-hmm. know, and overcompensating for that, or if it was real, or it was a mixture of both. Um, I feel like for my male counterparts and my male colleagues, being appreciate, appreciating the differences that this person brings to the table and it could be anything. It doesn't have to be female or male. It could be gender identity. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be mm-hmm. color of your skin. It really could be anything. Um, appreciating those differences and addressing them, but making this a positive thing, bringing it in so that it contributes to the overall, like everybody's overall experiences, you know, not to assume that this is going to be a negative thing, like this is going to hurt my bottom line kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt like when people were going to like, oh, she's going to take off maternity leave. This is going to, you know, hurt our production kind of a thing. So I really felt like I said, you know, I came back, you know, three months on the dot kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tried to keep it super duper professional. Didn't, didn't want to cross those barriers. I didn't want to give anybody any leeway to assume that I was going to be a certain type of person. Mm -hmm. Gosh. And I just, as someone who, you know, has a six month old, I just, oh my God, I totally relate to that. It's like, once you get (laughs) pregnant, you're your identity in the entire world, not just your place of work, but the entire world changes. It is the biggest mind F in the whole I have ever experienced is so weird. It's so hard because you want to be happy and celebrate those things as well. There's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do those things. But then I feel like society puts these barriers on you. Well, if you're this, you can't do that you know, and they're not mutually exclusive events. No, they're not. They're not. Uh, So, so what I'm hearing is the advice for, for all of you listening, who uh, all of us who work with others, hopefully you have an opportunity to work in a um, heto, what is it? Heto-generous, heterogeneous work work (laughs) environment. Sorry. Uh, Speaking of little ones, mine's teething. So I was up pretty much all night with a crying baby, (laughs) but we're working with uh, others with who are different than ourselves is one of the most beneficial uh, things and one of the most rewarding uh, experiences in our work environments. And if we lean in as leaders and colleagues with one another to our differences, it sounds like we can have a better work experience. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's go to uh, our second break of the hour. We'll be right back with the Dr. Katie show. Thanks for listening. And Eric, if you could be so kind to take us away, much appreciated. You bet. Hey, everybody. If you've got a question for the Dr. Katie show today, we'd love to hear from you at 425-373-5527 or toll free 888-298-5569. Always feel free to email Dr. Katie at drkatie.com at betterworkexperience.com. 
We'll be right back with more of the Dr. Katie Show coming up. Stay tuned. Having a crappy work experience, the complexity of the work environment can undermine your efforts and create a crappy work experience for you and your team. Develop a thoughtful approach to managing the complexity so you could be a better leader. Book a private coaching session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots for a better work experience. Act now because everyone deserves a better work experience. Visit betterworkexperience.com to book a private session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots through a transformative coaching experience. Listen to live career advice on The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Thursdays at noon on Alternative Talk 1150, The Dr. Katie Show. The Dr. Katie Show brings you a better work experience. Tune in for on-air coaching, fascinating interviews, and best of all, bring your questions. Your better work experience begins with Dr. Katie and betterworkexperience.com. Dr. Katie brings her 20 years of business experience to the air to help improve your work experience. Log on and learn at betterworkexperience.com and Tune in to The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays at noon. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back to The Dr. Katie Show, free career advice for the people. We are taking calls today at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 888-298-5569 or email drkatie at betterworkexperience.com. Now, back to Dr. Katie. Thank you and welcome back. We're talking to my dentist, Dr. Tran Hong, and we're learning all about how she has uh, written her own rules for her journey to a better work experience as a female dentist in a male-dominated, predominantly white male-dominated industry and profession. And um, we would love to hear more about your journey to achieving a better work experience. And just to recap, for those of you who might just be joining us, um, Dr. Hong has opened up her uh, very own practice uh, pretty recently. Um, what was it? Let's six, seven um, months ago? Three months. Three months ago. So for those of you who are uh, seeking a new dentist, I know that we're live uh, in the Seattle area, which uh, that, I mean, it's, I'm just going to keep it real. It's really far to get a dental appointment down <laughs> in Northern California if you're up in Seattle. However, if you want to work with a dentist with a heart, and that's what I call you, I'm branding you the dentist with a heart. Oh, thank you. Because I have never felt more heard, more respected, and more um, cared for from any other dentist in my entire life. Oh, we thank you. And I've, I've seen a lot of dentists. My mom worked in dentistry when I was growing up for like, and before I was even born, she worked in dentistry for like 35 years. And she worked in like every position inside a dental office back in the days where, let me tell you the horror stories of her work experience. She was like sexually harassed on the regular basis by some of the men that she worked for. It was just like, Oh my gosh. It's just mind boggling. The kinds of things that 
uh, these men got away with and women never spoke up about it. And it's just, um, just blows my mind. But anyways, I grew up, you know, flossing my teeth and brushing my teeth. My mom always made a choice, you know, so I really, dentistry is really important in my life. And I'm hopefully all my listeners agree, but if you are in the San Francisco Bay area and you need a new dentist, uh, or you know, someone who needs to get some dental work done, please, 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 um, reach out to Dr. Chan Hong on her office. And while we're talking about it, um, Dr. Hong, what is the best way for people to, to learn more about your office and, uh, get in touch to make an appointment? Um, pretty easy. You can just call our number, which is 925-681-1801 or our website. Um, you can submit an email to us via our website, which is eastbayteeth.com. Cool. Awesome. Great. So you all heard it. If you want to work with a dentist with a heart, you reach out to Dr. Hong and, uh, start getting your dental care from someone who cares about you and, uh, who cares about preventative health, uh, preventative health care for your mouth because your teeth are your outside bones, right? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> They're your outside bones. It's like your skin. Your skin is like your biggest organ on your body. And exactly. yeah, it's like just as important. So dental, dental care is so important. Dental health. Okay. So, I want to jump right back in and learn about when did you decide that you deserved a better work experience and what did you do to make that happen for yourself? So I think I, well, I know I've always wanted to be autonomous um, and I particularly never wanted to work long-term under a male figure. Uh, I didn't want to be kept under their thumb and I didn't want to report to a man. Um, I didn't want to have, get approval from a man. Um, and I didn't want a man holding my paycheck hostage either. So I always knew I wanted to be independent and autonomous. It was just that, um, you know, you have to wait until the right time in your life. So I had an opportunity about six months ago um, where a really amazing, compassionate and smart female dentist approached me and said, I really feel like we talk the same way, we think the same way, we care about our patients the same way. Um, I think it would be mutually beneficial for both of us to work together because there's so much we could learn from each other. Um, and she had an amazing group of female um, team members as well. And there was just no way I could say no to it. I just was like, this is an amazing opportunity. And yes, it was really scary to leave, you know, a job with a paycheck and, um, and stability, basically to jump into something with zero stability. Um, and I just took the plunge because sometimes, you know, the, the reward of being able to do what you want to do and help the people you want to help 
in the way that you want to do it, that is priceless to me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, w- I didn't want to be held onto by a paycheck, you know, mm-hmm. um, oh. I just, truth. <laughs> it's amazing truth. to have a paycheck. That it is true. Oh, you're speaking my truth, girl. <laughs> mm. But it was just, I, I just knew in my heart that no one could, no one could hold over like money over me, you know, mm-hmm. and that is what it was like at my previous job. Um, so just having freedom to do what I want to do and to try things my way. that was just priceless to me. Oh, it totally is. And it's just giving me goosebumps. I can relate so much to what you're saying. Um, but some of it, I, I, I guess I, I did have a follow-up question. You said that you, um, you never wanted to feel like, or you, you never wanted to report into a man and like you talked a lot about that. And I'm just curious, where do you think that that comes from that orientation to wanting to be so independent and not, um, to be working, working under the leadership of a man? I think it's from my upbringing. Um, my parents are pretty traditional in that my dad was, or is the, you know, head of the household, everybody reports to him. Mm. Um, and while he's a very good provider and very caring, um, it was also very authoritarian. Mm. Um, and as you know, I'm not quite the rule follower. You're the it's, rule maker. <laughs> I do what I feel is ethical and right. I don't necessarily play by the rules. Um, and it, but it was to the degree because um, American culture and you know Vietnamese culture are very, very different. Um, and so I can only speak from my experience, but. I saw how my mother was treated. Not that my dad was a a bad person, it's just the culture, you know? Mm -hmm. So I witnessed a lot of how my my mother was treated and it just didn't sit well with me. So, and then my mother encouraged me too. She said, you know, don't let this happen to you kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, build your own path. You're not a victim. You know, you, if you want something, you need to change it. You know, if you want something different you need to find a way to change things. So really good advice from a mom, right? Exactly. Um, so it was, I think it, it stemmed from there basically where I didn't want to be dependent on anybody really. I mean, we mm-hmm. all need each other, but I just didn't want financially and mentally I needed to be my own person. Um, and I think that is also why I sought out working at um, a woman's shelter because it was cathartic for me. Mm -hmm. It was a way for me to help and give back as well. Um, You know, from things that I saw at home and it gave me skills at the, you know, it was, I was helping them, but they were really helping me too, in a way. It was giving me skills to cope with what I've experienced and learn how to grow from it. I think, I think that you're my spirit animal. <laughs> or somehow we've we've known each other in a past life or something. I feel that way. <laughs> I really feel like I want to know you forever. <laughs> and I have known you already forever in eternity. Um we share that fierceness of independence, mm-hmm. which I gotta say, uh 
pregnancy rips that away from you <laughs> because you are, especially in the birthing process, you're completely helpless and you have to, you have to be dependent on others, especially like in the first months of the baby's life. Like you need, you have to have the help of others. And if you yes. don't, oh my God, I have total like empathy for you, but like, yeah, I mean, that is that runs deep in me as well. And I just, it's like this internal heartbeat of fierce independence. And I think that's what is so important about the partners we choose, our husbands, our respective mates, like they are, they have to be able to be cool with that. Right. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So, so, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but other than just like, I totally relate to what you're saying. (laughs) okay so back to our interview um you are taking that fierce independence and you are wanting to live your truth and this a beautiful opportunity manifested for you and i believe in law attract law of attraction I am a big Esther Hicks fan and i follow the speakings of abraham and i just not everybody does, and that's cool. Uh, but when I look at your situation and how you basically manifested this amazing career opportunity for a better work experience, and you leaned in, bravo! Thank you. You took a risk. Huge risk. Yeah, and so talk to us about that risk and what that was like. What did you do once you got this opportunity and? It was terrifying and it still is terrifying, but also so rewarding. Um, every day I'm so excited because um, I took this risk, you know. So, I mean, my partner has told me that he's never seen me more stressed, but also he's never seen me as happy oh, wow. at the same time because I felt like I did this for me, for my own mental and psychological health. I get to do things on my own terms. I get to offer the comprehensive dental care that I want to offer. I get to use the most advanced and science-based treatment options that I know are out there. Um, Like I said, I'm not tied down to a paycheck. I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't need anybody's approval for, you know, what I treatment plan or what I offer. Um, Our my little office, our little office is really, really small. It's really sweet. It's simple. It's because we're committed to treating our patients and we spend our resources on materials and labs and things that we feel are important, you know, functionality and um, things that last a long time, things that are successful in our eyes. So if you come to see us, you won't see our office with any bells or whistles or anything super fancy. And we're actually just really proud of that. Yeah. And let me just back up to something that you just said that I think is really, really important, which I think is why it's been such an awesome experience for me to receive care from you and why it feels so different is because you are focusing on the values. And I I think in, and I think a lot of people could probably relate to this is, um, I never feel upsold by you. Like, I swear there have been times in my life where I had some, 
a, a dentist tell me I needed a filling and I'm like, I don't even have any pain there. Oh, well, you know, it's the start of a filling. You should probably, we should probably get you in and get the work done. And like, it always felt kind of sketchy, but I never feel that way in your care. And thank you for that. I think oh, more people you. deserve, tr- you know, transparent and honest dental care. Thank you. I think that's a big part of our mission is really education. Like I said, I'm really passionate about education. So we are more interested in helping achieve health that's in your power, you know, to teach you, give you the skills to do it. I'd rather have you clean your teeth than for me to have to fix them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So we take a lot of pride in spending a lot of time with just patient education and honest feel good treatment because it makes me feel good. I know why I went in to do it, you know? Um, And so, like I said, things cost money, but those things were making that dollar go more, you know, go further basically. Mm -hmm. So we're really relying on good lab work and good techniques rather than, you know, fancy things on the doors. Um, And like I said, I think because I went through those extra years of training, I myself have done a ton of lab work. And so I know the advantages and disadvantages and I understand what can and cannot be done because I've tried them out. You know, I've done it with my own hands. So for me, it's really empowering to tell patients, this is what can be done, but this is how you can prevent things from happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's, you know, there's a lot of things we can watch and see, but sometimes we have to do, but when we do need to do something, what are your options? You know, um, Mm -hmm. it can be something as simple as you just need a filling or you just need a crown, but it can be something more complex as well. And I feel like we owe it to our patients to give them all the tools and resources so that they can make an educated decision. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. It's, it just goes, it goes so far. It goes so far. I, I mean, I had a, I had a dentist tell me I had a cracked tooth and he started drilling or no, he said I had a cavity and then my tooth cracked. And then I had to have the whole thing surgically removed. I'm like, this is my body, dude. Like (laughs) he's like, I mean, I understand like it's a dental practice, you know, and medicine is a practice in its own right. Cause everybody is different. Every person is different, but man, like it's, I just love the simplicity and the um, and the gentleness that you approach um, approach your care. So, anyways, yeah. So, okay. So you're in a new situation. This is fresh. This is super mm-hmm. fresh. I think that's exciting. I think that it's scary. Um, I think that you have uh, such a warm energy and. A positive outlook. I know things are stressful for you now. I know we had a nice long conversation uh, earlier in the week. <laughs> and I just want to, I just want you to know, like, I'm not a psychic, but I see how much joy you bring to the world and how much love you dedicate to your patients and to educating them and to treating them. And that only returns you with good things. So I just want you to continue to lean in to those values, the joy you bring to the world, treating people with respect and dignity. And I promise you, you will get all of that back in return 
and then some. And so try and take as many deep breaths. I know you have a lot of stress. Um, One thing that we talked about in our last conversation off air was how much stress that you do have. And I asked you a question. I know we weren't planning to talk about this, but I just want to just say one thing while I have your ear is that um, I asked you, what are you doing to manage your stress? And you didn't, you said nothing. Um, And (laughs) what I wanted to offer you and thinking back into our conversation is um, to explore what, starting to do a regular meditation practice might do for you, um, and help you with your stress. Um, do you meditate regularly? No, no. I eat chocolate regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate's great. I have chocolate every day. Um, I just started eating this honey mama chocolate. It's really good. Um, but I'll send you a link to that later. Anyway, um, I have found that a regular meditation practice is hugely beneficial for managing my stress. I've had a lot of really big changes going on in my life and my family's life over the last, you know, six, seven months. And Mm -hmm. I promised Austin that I would, that we promised each other that we would meditate every day for the rest of the year, um, about a month ago. And I don't get it every day, but every day I sit down, um, I want to challenge you to do the same thing, Dr. Hong. I think it's going to bring you some peace. And even if it's just like a two minute, you set a timer and you just focus on your breathing just to kind of dip your toe in quieting, mm-hmm. quieting your mind and getting peaceful. Um, uh, immediately you will have a f- physiological change immediately, immediately. It's, it's going to balance your left brain tremendously, even if it's just one or two minutes. So I challenge you challenge accepted. All right. (laughs) Yes. This has been a successful day, everyone. Well, what does the future hold for you, Dr. Hong? Um, I think it's to be determined. It's all kind of murky waters right now, which is really okay. Um, we're really not trying to, like you said, upsell anybody on anything, just trying to build our foundation, provide really good excellent dental care. Um, I think when we're more settled, I'm going to return back to academia. It's just quite a commute right now to get to UCSF with two kids. Um, And my husband and I, we've gone abroad on outreach trips to like Fiji and Honduras to do dental outreach trips and um, to provide dental treatment to the orphanages there, uh, which is called the Lions Club in Fiji. Nice. Uh, It's so awesome. (laughs) So amazing to do that. Um, so when our kids are older, I'm going to bring them with us because it's such a great way to live by example and for them to see how fortunate they are, but also how wonderful it is. Like that's just experiencing that feeling of helping others and giving back. Mm. Um, I just, you know, you really can't explain it. You just, you have to do it. And I want to do, it. to do that too. Yep. Well, there you have it, everyone. Dr. Tran Hong, uh, a dentist in Pleasant Hill, California, which is a Northern California Bay Area dental practice. It's here, it's available to you. Go work with a dentist who has a heart. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Thank Hong. You. Thank you for being my wonderful dentist. I'm coming to see you because I think I, I actually chipped a tooth. So okay, we'll see you soon. Thank see you. you soon. All right. And you can uh, learn more at eastbayteeth.com. That's www.eastbayteeth.com. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Katie show. We'll talk to you next week, everyone. Have a great day. 